everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Ghosts of Salt Marsh. Last week, we completed chapter one, uh, so now we are going to be going into the dangers of Dunwater. So, uh, I hope that you guys are excited as I am to get into this. But before we begin, today is June 20th, 2019, and you are loved. And because it is Pride Month, I want to let everybody know who is celebrating Pride Month that you are making the right choices. You are making the best choices that you possibly can, and that's awesome. Keep doing the best that you can, or at least trying to do the best that you can, because that's all that we can ask of you. Uh, because we are just streamers online, so believe us if you want, but I, I, really, I really am proud of you guys. Uh, other things to remember, we stream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here at twitch.tv slash indooradventures. So if you are just checking in on this now and stick around, enjoy the game, possibly go to youtube.com slash indooradventures or anywhere that you can find audio casts also under Indoor Adventures, uh, and consider checking us out there because that's where all of the VODs go for the four shows that we run every week. Uh... Other than that, we do have a, a small bit of announcements, which is, guys, I almost spilled this beautiful mug of water all over my desk, but I didn't because it was wide enough at the 15 ounces that the Bigger Battler mug provides to not spill over. Also, you want to know what really works up my thirst is going... To the Gore Blast and Stompfoot Gymnasium, where I can work on getting my tiny rage on for these itty bitty muscles. But that's that's fine too. We got tank tops, we got sweatshirts. We're gonna I'm gonna work to get some pants. And I also saw that Streamlabs uh, offers new merch now, so I'm gonna be playing around figuring out what other stuff we can slap our logo and images onto for you guys. We also got posters. Uh, other than that, uh, if you like what you see and would like to support the show, not just through merch, or if the merch is too expensive, which I totally get, uh, we have a Patreon set up, so you can go to patreon.com slash indooradventures and help support us there, or, uh, you can go and support us on here, on Twitch. Uh, doing either of those things gets you access to our Discord server and... Discord is open for everybody. So at any point during the show, you can use the command exclamation mark Discord, and then you will get a link to the channel where you can hang out with all of us and do all sorts of other fun stuff. Uh, other than that, I think that's it for me. So, guys, who are we playing tonight? We'll start with you, Dingo. Oh, I'm Dingo. Um... I use she, her, and I am playing Hish Sangard, the half-orc fighter, normal dude, TM, uses he, him pronouns. All right. And Olmet, who you, or Keanu, who you playing? I don't know this Keanu you speak of. I'm Olmen Dark, a uh, beautiful man, uh, large, muscular, everything you want in a hero, and I'm playing Keanu, an IT specialist. Uh, we both use he, him. <laughs> All right, and Cyber, who are you playing tonight? Uh, hello, I'm Cyber. Uh, I play Albus, the Kalester Bard. L little fishy, but it's it's all right. Uh, and we use he, him. 
All right, and Kylan, who are you playing tonight? What's up, everybody? I'm Kylan. I play Jill Fan. Uh, she is a half-elf cleric. Uh, we both use she, her. And I am the indoor adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So, last we left off, you guys managed to successfully infiltrate the Sea Ghost, a smuggling ship located off of the southern shores of Saltmarsh, about four miles from the actual town proper. Uh, upon infiltrating the ship, Ullman pretending to be a deteriorating Sahugan, uh, who is a Umberlight, uh, posed to all of the members of the ship that they either needed to pay the toll or jump into the ocean and get the fuck off their boat. Uh, at that point, the rest of the party came up with their, uh, came up onto the deck with their sea elf companion, Oceanus, where, again, you guys cleared the boat off of all of the smugglers that were there. You ended up finding three lizard men that were in a cabin who had managed to actually sleep through the combat that you guys were a part of, even amongst all of the shouting. And after removing them as well, you found yourself a new companion, a small red pseudo dragon named Bims, who had taken a liking or who had taken a liking to Olman Dark. Uh, you guys then explored the rest of the Sea Ghost, and upon reconvening after discovering a good uh, 80 casks of spirits, decided that you were going to name this new ship of yours Oliver's Triumph. And that is where we left off last week. Or Oliver's Victory, sorry. That was the name of no, it. No, 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 no. I like Triumph better. Okay. <laughs> Oliver's Triumph. You're the captain, so whatever name you would like, or at least you're posing as captain. Uh, He's just in the middle of painting the name, and it's just like, no, no, no. He's <laughs> not victory with a T, right? He's <laughs> with a T R I. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys still have about 30 minutes left until you reach the dock. Is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about or cover while you were still on the ship? Hmm. I don't think so. Not from, not for Hish anyway. Yeah, sure, I'll talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, uh, our keeper of secrets. I think I'll, uh, I think I'll go talk to Ullman first. Actually, um, where would I, where would I find him? Uh, I think last we left, we, I was like on the deck of the ship because I had just picked the boxes open. Mm, okay, yeah. So uh, Jill will will find will make will make her way over to Ullman and just be like. Um, Omen, uh, are you alright? After our last encounter, you seemed as though you had taken, um, uh, quite, quite a beating. Well, uh, with your healing and, uh, that nice leg of ham, I'm actually feeling pretty alright. Um, okay, well, uh, that's good news. Um, I, um, I couldn't help but notice something while we were 
battling. Um, uh, yeah? One of those lizard folks took a real nasty chunk out of your shoulder. Yeah, um, hurt a lot, actually. <laughs> but, um... I, I just noticed something a little strange, is all. Uh, so I, I wanted to make sure you're all right. You're not, like, poisoned or anything. Uh, not as far as I'm aware. I feel fine. Uh, can I just make, like, a general medicine check on Omen? Yeah. Make a medicine because, check. Because Jill just saw some some uh some goopy goo and it's just like hmm <laughs> what's that <laughs> saw some uh some very brightly colored blue goo where meat bits should have been seventeen all right uh so with a medicine check he he's telling the truth looking at him it did look like he had a pretty grievous wound but the spot where you saw the almost cartoonish looking bite uh from his shoulder area has just healed over it looks like they're still tearing on uh the actual injuries itself but it looks like if anything maybe your eyes were playing tricks on you because like medically speaking it looks fine uh look almost perfectly fine this looks like an injury that's had much time to heal i mean that's certainly the the benefit of divine healing isn't it i would like to think that i'm a pretty good healer but omen i'm not that good i feel like you're trying to imply something to me but i'm not getting it <laughs> I'm not implying anything in particular. I just noticed something odd, and then I wanted to make sure you were all right, but you look perfectly fine. I appreciate the uh, the thoughts. You know, I I heard, but you look perfectly well, and, well, I, I suppose you didn't get hit much, did you? Well, yes, when I did get injured um i you know i there wasn't any like blue gooey residue in any lizard folks mouths so uh, that just I, I just wanted to make sure you're okay but you seem okay i'm doing very well and i appreciate your concern but i i well it's healed over hopefully it patches itself up a little more than this in the over the next couple of weeks but um very well then um uh, good good to hear good to see well um right uh and Jill fan will kind of awkwardly shuffle away <laughs> Uh, Albus, I shoot you a look. TM. I'm not sure what that's for. Are we we brainlink? Yes. Uh, I I think they're uh they're getting mighty suspicious. 
Are we gonna? Are we gonna be hanging around them for for long? I think so. I I do really like them, honestly. I was just, I guess I was just thinking if we were gonna be hanging around for a long time, maybe I, maybe I should just tell him. This is not a decision that I'm going to be able to give you much help with. What? That's fair. Sharing what's happened to you, that's... a lot to ask someone to be understanding of. Yeah, but I think hiding it from them is worse. If I want them to trust me, which I do, because I think they're nice. Honest, honesties Does being honest with people make people happy? I mean, usually. I know what people are saying to me is the truth. I, I feel better about it. I, I wouldn't want to find out that someone had been lying to me for, for a long time when I, when I thought they were telling me the truth. I mean, but you know, it also depends on, on the situation every time. Some things need to be hidden. And, Summer, unavoidable. With that, he like heel turns and it's like, uh, Jill. Up, uh, yes. Ah, uh, I. I am doing all right, but your eyes were not playing tricks on you. Uh, Captain. Yeah, what's up? Could you, could you come here for a moment? I'm kind of steering the ship and doing things. But yeah, sure, yeah, I'll be right there. Waltz is over. Something on your mind? I'm, I am a woman, as I have told you all. Uh, but not really. Any, he pulls at the, the dagger at his belt. Puts it on the ground. I'm Ham. Omen. Hi. I'm sorry, what? No, no, I, I get that you like ham, but, um. No. You're not made of ham. That is my friend, uh, Ham. And, and he's holding the, the knife again. This is me, Omen. And he holds Jill, out the knife. Jill, can I speak to you in private, please? Uh, sidebar, quick sidebar. Elvis uh, is still sitting on the bed right here. Just like, <laughs> yep, this is a thing that's happening. He's just like, yep. Uh, Oceanus uh, is driving the ship at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Bless I, I hope he knows how. <laughs> I, I hold the knife out to, to like one of you. Hilt, hilt first. 
Um, yeah, so just gonna be like, um, yeah, he shall be with you in a moment. I think as she like takes the knife, she's gonna like look. Howdy. Oh, Omen. Hear my Pam. voice in your head. Not out loud. It, is this one of those Albus things? Uh, no, this is this is me. Uh, it took me a long time to figure out how to do this. I, I spent six months inside of him before I figured it out. And I'm just gonna make like a general insight check. <laughs> yeah, make an insight check. Just, what the heck is going on? Yes, you just see Jill take the knife, look at it, look at Olman, look at the knife. Look at Olman. Yeah, I think Hish is looking at Olman, looking at Jill, looking at Olman, looking at Albus. So do you need a moment? Do I need to go see about Oceanus? I got a 21, by the way. Yeah, he he seems to be telling the truth. Okay, Olman. Olman. Is this who I'm speaking to at the moment, Olman? Yeah, yeah, that is me, Olman Dark. So, you are in the knife? Yep. That's me, the, the knife. I, uh, I was cursed. I used to be a normal man. About, well, I guess I'd be, how? Oh. Years are hard to track when you're stuck in a forest with no real thing to do or think about. I think I'm 85. Okay. I was uh, 22 when I was turned into a knife. And how did this happen to you? Well, uh... It was a rash decision that I immediately regretted. I left my pregnant wife when she told me she was pregnant. Uh, her mother cursed me. I had a lot of emotions at the time. Honestly, I probably would have slept under a tree that night and gone home, but I didn't really get a chance. Uh, wow, that's certainly... Uh, okay. Um, and then... Ham here. It is his favorite food, and he thinks that's how names work. He doesn't know what an old man is yet, but he's really excited to eat one. <laughs> so... I guess what I don't understand is, look, I'm holding you and I'm still me. Uh-huh. Right? Right, yeah. I'm still me. I'm, okay. But when Ham holds you, Ham is you? Well, that's because we're, we're working together. See, see, Sam, Ham holds that shape because he likes it. We were, we were looking at how people look. And he saw that on the cover of a book. And well, I don't remember what I looked like, so he just kind of went for it, and I was happy with it. I see. So 
What is your friend Ham? Well, you'll you'll need to give me back so I can speak with him. Right, right. Um, uh, Hish wanted to speak to me for a moment. Anyway, uh, can someone tell me what's going on? Hish might want to see this part. It. You may want to see this. Uh, so see what? And Alvis will uh, give a TLDR of exactly that. <laughs> yeah, like, completely just... corroborating the, that entire story. Oceanus just sees four people standing on the deck like they are NPCs no longer. No, like the like the main adventurer is left, and now it's just the NPCs standing there. Is the four of you just? Look at each other. <laughs> Not saying anything because it's all mental. All of this con all of this talk. Oh, he was gonna say it out loud. No. Okay. Cool. Works too. <laughs> uh do, do you hand me back? Yes. Uh as you do, uh Ham like puts me on his belt and turns into a medium luminescent blue slime. That makes sense now. So, sort of. I mean, the, the whole the gooey thing. If you're made of goo, how do you eat ham? Well, we, we did a lot of studying about anatomy. You see, I promised ham a lot of things in return for well, carrying me around like this and, and, and helping me out. And, and by a lot of things, I mean mostly I'm going to show him how cool it is to be a human and eat prepared foods and sleep in beds and get massages and see cool things and no. adventure. So that, that was enticing enough for him. That, that's a pretty, uh, you know, easy deal on your end, I would say. Uh, I think at this point there there is just like a, a small mouth formed in the the slime. Oceanus is slack jawed at all of this. He has no idea what to make of it. And I want like, <laughs> to transform back up. So I guess what exactly? Maybe I can make some sort of what sort of background knowledge do I have that would help me? Not a lot. That's not my specialty. I'll just ask what. What is Ham exactly? Uh, I mean, I think he's like a slime or an ooze of some kind. He he rolled out of a cave and over me at one point, and that's how it picked me up. And he just kind of carried me around because he, he he liked the the dagger. He thought it was pretty, um, and that's why I was able to like kind of sit with him for six months and try to figure out how to. Well, breach the bridge between my my head and his. Uh, I I guess my answer is I I don't really know. That's that's okay. That's valid. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everything I've said about myself is true. I want you to know. I just am not one person. Omen is the, the person in the dagger, and Ham is helping me out, and most of the time I, I talk to him, and then he says the things I want to say. Is this why 
you can turn into different things and your face went a little crazy there for a minute yeah okay that, all right that tracks if i don't think too hard about this i can pretend it's normal did you still want to speak no i was just uh i was gonna i was gonna talk to you about the possibility of throwing a crazy man overboard but that's over now it's well, true yeah i'm strangely enough i'm inclined to believe you <sighs> and i you know you don't seem to have any malicious intent uh if you forgive me it is a lot to take in though i uh i'm mostly traveling with albus well as his bodyguard because i don't have much to do and it's a good way to wander around but uh i'm i'm also looking for my my wife and well my child maybe where did you last see your wife uh back in uh my hometown but when i when i went back there to check if the shop was still there she wasn't there anymore well i'm really sorry to hear that yeah, I. You pay for your mistakes, I suppose. But I'm I'm hoping yeah. now that I've got a, a second chance, uh, a new a new life, that I can maybe do some do good where I I failed in my original life. Do you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jill. Do you want to? I suppose not be a knife anymore i know there are ways to remove curses have you do you want to look into that or i i don't know i don't really know how these kinds of curses work and well what if what if i like turn into an 85 year old man what if i wasn't supposed to live that long and i just die when i transform back uh I don't know. Okay. It, it, it worries me a little bit, but it's not something that I don't want. If you're technically an 85-year-old man, then theoretically you're... I hate to say this, but Ullman, theoretically your wife could have already passed away. I know that's possible. But hey, my my kid could still be around somewhere, and I'd I'd sure like to meet him. Well, I'd like to help you find him, if we can. I don't know where to start, but me neither. But hey, we've got a boat, so faster travel. Um, I don't want this you to feel like you need to to rush to ha help me. I've 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 made my mistakes, and I will work with what I've got at the moment. And and right now, well, we've got a ship and some business opportunities. And who knows, maybe when I have some money, I can actually put out for, for couriers to go look in and, and things like that. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you being honest with me, Ullman. Is that your original name? Yeah. I, I, Omen Darp is what I've been named my whole life. Cool. 
Oh, actually, I, I suppose that's not necessarily true. I don't, I don't know what my, my original last name was, but the Darks adopted me when I was pretty young. I, I wasn't old enough to remember my parents, so. Well, your name's your name. It can be whatever you want it to be. That's true. Well, um, this is a lot to absorb, but, um... Yeah, of course. Take your time. I just figured we're, we're getting back to shore soon. Probably gonna all turn into our separate places for the night or something. Let y'all digest on that. <laughs> right. Um, th thank you. Uh, and I think Jill is going to just Make her way somewhere else. Okay. At this point, you guys have been uh, have been having this conversation for close to that thirty minutes. So, as the natural lull of conversation dies, you actually see that you are pretty close to the dock, and Oceanus has been doing a pretty good job. Hish, you have the sudden realization, <laughs> like, "Oh fuck! If we don't correct right now, we are going to run right into that dock." So you rush back <laughs> up, gently. Move Oceanus out of the way. I give him some reassuring pats and squeezes on the shoulder as I move him out of the way. And as you do, he just says, That was exhilarating! I've never actually driven a ship before. I've always just swam. It seemed faster. Well, it, it probably is, but you did you did a fantastic job, Oceanus. Thank you. He kind of puts his hands on his hips and puffs out his chest a little bit and gives you a wide smile. Uh, and as you guys get close to the docks, you actually see, uh, with a hooded lantern, is none other than, uh, one of the men who was operating your rowboat earlier. It is Dave, the ship worker. Uh, and he helps lead you guys in, uh, and as you bring down, uh, as you bring down the bridge to go from the ship down onto the docks, he lets you all know, um, he thanks you for your service. Uh, Gillen has already returned, uh, or at this point he kind of leans in and says, our mutual friend, uh, has returned after going and checking out the haunted house. Um, he is going to run a general inspection on the ship to see uh, what all was commandeered by you guys, mostly because there has been reports of, well, piracy along the coast, uh, and the dwarves that are currently running a mining operation out of the uh, south east of Saltmarsh actually had a shipment of brandy stolen not, uh, not even a month ago, and... You guys are pretty certain that that's the 40 cases of brandy that lie underneath the, uh, within the hull of your ship. So, uh, they end up, uh, Dave ends up thanking you for, uh, your service and offers you, uh, or doesn't offer you, but rather pays you the 400 gold pieces, uh, in a very large sack, just hands it to you, Hish, and says, Captain. Uh, and then with the, uh, with that, you guys are free to disperse those funds how you would like heading back out to Saltmarsh. Yeah, Hish divides it evenly between the four of us. 
Okay, so you can each add a uh, 100 more gold pieces to each of your uh, each of your coin purses. And so over the next several days, things are uh, some events are going to take place. So uh, Hish, your original idea of clearing out the haunted house and then putting it up for auction is going to be happening. And Gillen is going to ask you uh, to come along with him for the actual auctioning off of this piece of property. Um, Olin, are you returning back to uh, back to the um, the hundred foot tall cliff so that way you can paint more of uh, of salt marsh? What are you currently doing? Or what do you think Olin's plans would be over the next natural sites days? are around Saltmarsh for painting? Not a whole lot, to be honest. There is the Mire of Dead Men, which is a bog to the south. Uh, and then that isn't really very nice to look at. Uh, really, there is are just there this kind of sprawling ocean scene. doing set netting on the shore? I'll say yes. Then I'll do... I'll, I'll do painting a, a fisherman doing set netting okay sounds good uh and then albus what are you doing over the next set of days uh talking to a wizard friend and spending a couple of days just like on the shore uh like looking out at the at the horizon okay uh and jill you are still going to be doing your uh umberland duty and going out and worshiping your goddess or praying to her uh, <laughs> at the beginning of every day. So you would probably see yes. Albus there as well. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Jill has a couple of things she wants to accomplish over a few days. Sure. Um, I think first things first, she would like to basically meet with the captain of, I think we called the ship, it was like the Silvered Salmon. Yep. The, the ship that she was employed to and basically kind of uh almost like hand in like a resignation like you know i had something else come up so i can't go with you to your next location he seems very solemn in accepting your letter uh but tells you that uh clerics of umberly are like the tides sometimes they are with you sometimes they are not and that is just a fact of life that he will have to live with Mm-hmm. Uh, once that business is accomplished, I think I'm not sure she would know how to do this, so she might get some help in uh, like drafting up like a contract for another ship. Another what? Another ship? Yeah, for another ship. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't going about that process. I'm not sure how she would go about doing that, but that's what she would like to accomplish. Okay. Uh, and then once she's done with that, uh, find Hish. Okay. So, uh, Hish, you are currently, uh, this is several days after the ship has been returned. Uh, and with all of the goods and weapons on board, uh, you guys are actually awarded an additional 700 gold pieces by the city council uh, that you can then divide into four again. Uh, so each one of you will get a quarter of 700 GP for this. Uh, and 
Galen has let you know uh, that they left four barrels of spirits behind for you guys uh, in the hull of your ship. Uh, and when you explain to him uh, the name of the ship that you would like, he's also working on getting that repainted for you. But you are currently at the auction uh, and are uh, you're sitting there with Gellin and you watch as farm animals go by. You see a couple paintings go by that aren't of any particular make. And as you are waiting for the house to go on sale, uh, you see that from the back, a man silently walks in uh, and he has flaming red hair. He has a very nice trimmed mustache. Uh, and he's wearing this elaborate emerald green cloak uh, with a very fancy rapier at this at his side, and he just seems to have his arms crossed, uh, pressed his back up against the wall of this auction house, and every once in a while he just looks at his nails. Seems to be waiting for something. Does his coat look suspiciously like my coat that I got from wherever I got it from? Make an insight check. Because I do believe I have a shiny a green perception coat. perception check, actually, would be good with this. So 14, okay, 18. So you said 18? Yes. Okay, so with your 18, you realize that the stylings on your coat and the stylings on his coat are actually very different. Uh, where yours is uh, just kind of like a very fancy color, his has embroidery along the sides of it. And as his cloak kind of billows, you can see that there are actually what look to be like hundreds of tiny pockets that have been sewn onto the inside of this luxurious looking coat. Uh, and he, again, just looks very well-dressed, very clean. Uh, his boots have very little mud on them. <clears throat> he does not look like he is actually from Saltmarsh at all. And mm. soon, Have I ever seen him, like, come into the docks before? Uh, you have not, actually. Throughout all of your time working, he seems to have either just arrived today or possibly the day before. Uh, is Galen with me? Galen is. Okay, yeah. Uh, Hish leans over to, to Galen and sort of um, nudges and jerks his head in uh, fancy pants' direction and says, you know who that is? And Galen looks over and he's going to see about... Don't be obvious about it. He, he doesn't, like, do a quick head turn. He's more subtle. He kind of just, like, tips the brim of his hat a little bit and you see him giving a side eye. Uh, and he raises an eyebrow and oh, I've never seen, never seen him before. Uh, and this figure, uh, ends up going from looking at his nails, looking over and as, uh, he totally sees Gellin, uh, <laughs> making, <Damn it. laughs> like looking over at him. And as he does, the figure just sort of wiggles his fingers over in your direction uh, and then uh, you see that he just kind of has a, a coy smile uh, on him and has this very, like, very almost comforting, deep chuckle to himself uh, as he sees you guys kind of looking at him. Uh, don't trust it. And eventually, uh, the, the haunted house 
uh, four miles south of Saltmarsh is now up for auction. And as the auction begins, uh, you see uh, or you hear the auctioneer say that bidding is going to start at 75 gold pieces uh, for this house. And you see that a couple people raise their paddles uh, saying, oh, I'll take it for 80. Oh, I'll take it for 90. Uh, just trying to get this piece of real estate uh, for this formerly haunted house. And Gellin raises his paddle and says, 350. And you see a lot of the other members of Salt, uh, other general members of Salt Marsh, just kind of like, oh, 350 gold. It makes sense. He's he's clearly one of the leaders of the town. And you see the man in the green uh, in the green robe raise his hand. Two thousand. So I fucking knew it. Damn it. <laughs> and Gillen just looks at like just the head, slow head turn looking over towards the figure and the figure again kind of wiggles his fingers towards you and Gillen says 2,100 gold pieces and closing his eyes in a very haughty manner 3,000 and Gillen just you see his face just get red and frustrated and he he wasn't expecting anybody to offer that much money for that piece of real estate and the auctioneer says, 3,000 pieces going for the haunted house. 3,000. Can I hear it once, twice, and sold to the man in the fancy Greek coat? And at that, uh, you see uh, the figure in the fancy green coat pull out what looks to be a business card. Uh, it is very small, and it has a symbol on it. Uh, and you see him just speak a very quick phrase into this card. Uh, and the symbol on it ends up kind of lighting up very quickly, and then soon this small business card actually disintegrates uh, into a small pile of dust. And with the perception uh, that you had earlier, you saw that the symbol on this business card looked like a capital letter I that had a letter A in the middle of it. Is this his daddy's, like, credit card? Is that what this is? You're not sure. I bet it is. I uh, bet it is. And uh, with that, you see this figure uh, ends up going up to the front, uh, pulling out a large sack of coins, sets it onto the auctioneer stand, uh, and ends up taking a deed as well as a set of keys, kind of puts them into his pocket, and then abruptly, abruptly leaves the auction house. Uh, that seems to have been the only thing that he was interested in here. And Gillen <sighs> is just hand on his forehead, rubbing it together, just... Who... Who was that? You're asking the wrong guy. And uh, with that, Gillen just... He, he ends up doing a little bit of uh, retail therapy while you guys are at the auction house. He's he's definitely buying. Uh, now that he knows he's not getting the house, he's going to pick up some mm -hmm. paintings and, and some fine blow drink. that 2,000 gold yeah. somewhere else. He had it saved for something special, and then all of a sudden this guy shows up. Uh, so it the next event takes place several days after that. So, Jill, you are still working at trying to draft up this contract for the new ship. Um, 
Olman, you are currently out painting the fishnets. Yes, would you like to do anything? Uh, I both would like to go shopping and also catch Jill after prayer another morning. Okay. What are you shopping for? Uh, I want to find some new armor and a shield. Okay. Uh, what armor are you currently looking at getting? I'm looking for some studded leather. Yeah, you could totally find studded leather. Uh, they will have that uh, at the Faithful Quartermaster, just on okay. hand for you. Cool. So I can just purchase that stuff. Yep. Cool. Yep, no need to order it. Uh, and it is going to be standard pricing out of the player's handbook. Right. You, you need me to spot you? No, I've got 280 gold now. Yeah, yeah you still need me to spot you? I've got 800 gold pieces in the bag of holding. I mean, you know I'm going to spend my money, and then I'm going to put the rest of it in your bag. All right. I mean, that's just what Omen does. He spends what he needs, and then he just gives the rest to you, because you're our money manager. That's a I'm on your payroll. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, yeah, you managed to pick up this new armor that you were in need of, uh, and then easy enough, you managed to catch Jill. Uh, I think I'm just like waiting, like up at the the top of the shore for you when you're you're done. Um, yeah, I think as Jill is like coming back in from the tide, like she does every morning, she's just like. Ullman? Joe? Uh, I was curious if you wanted to get some breakfast. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit. Well, uh, the standard fee that I charge for picking my brain is usually a few gold pieces. However, I, I believe breakfast is a, is a acceptable alternative. I, uh, I don't... I don't mind the fish all that much, but do you know anywhere in town that serves, like, eggs and bacon? Um, do I? <laughs> you would know of one such place here. Uh, it is not the snapping line, which is pretty good. Uh, you guys have been either staying there or on the ship, uh, depending on what you're more comfortable with. Uh, but there is definitely a place where you can actually go and uh, find yourself some some better food than what they have. Uh, and that is going to be ba -ba -ba, the Empty Net. It is a small tavern that is actually located on stilts off of the main road near the Faithful Quartermaster that is actually outset from the main island itself. It just seems to be standing in the bay. Um, I'm, I may know of a place I, I can take you there. I've been once or twice. Ooh. They, they make flipjacks. You know, there's like circular fried dough things. Well, I guess they're more of a batter when you make them. They're like flat. You, you smother them with jam. 
Uh, can we get a good country breakfast at the Yeah, you guys can get a wholesome country breakfast at the Empty Net. Uh, it is named... The- we'll say that it's named the Empty Net because they don't serve fish. And it's kind of like the... <laughs> It's it's like the 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 niche restaurant of Salt Marsh. Okay. Yeah. Um I believe they have such things there. I can show you the way. Great. Uh yeah, and we'll we'll head over for a good old country breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as we start walking Olman is like kind of biting at his lip. I, I guess you you really don't have to talk to me about this if you don't want to. But I I was wanting to pick your brain about your religion. Well, that's gonna cost extra, but you know we can handle that whenever we um whenever we order the food. Um, what would you like to know? Well, I guess. I'm curious why everyone hates Umberly so much. She's the the goddess of the the sea, right? She... I suppose, if you're to look at it from multiple perspectives, there are multiple deities that, um, you know, could claim some sort of ownership over the sea. Um, Uh, Are I, um, like I said, I, I'm not very familiar with religion. I, uh, you know, we have the, the, the local gods that we, we prayed to when I was young, but I don't know much about the, the major ones. Um, which ones would I know of, uh, DM? Like, I know I know of Vel... Vel- Valker. Val- Valker, thank you. Um, I know I know of, of them... Um, you would know of the of pretty uh the basic pantheon i would say there's goddesses like saloon uh who's the goddess of the moon lathander is a pretty big one uh he is the god of the sun so most places will have temples to lathander set up uh there is actually a forest to sylvanus on the outskirts of salt marsh uh kind of this more flooded grove area uh where druids and other nature worshipers can go uh and then of course there are also the other deities that you heard from in passing along the ship uh such as gond who is one of the deities of uh creation but more in the sense of like artificing and ship making like he is much more of a tangible creation deity uh than something as broad as i created it all dot uh no uh then there would be uh you would know of some of the more mal aligned deities as well uh ones that are close to uh to umberly such as oril the frost maiden uh then to a lesser extent extent you would know of malar uh who is the lord of evil lycanthropes but he is more just there nobody you that you know really worships this guy uh but he's still brought up 
Yeah, I think she'll just like casually like list some off without going into much detail. Um but without <laughs> getting too much into Umberly, so almost like diverting a little bit. <laughs> Alright. So so there's a there's a lot of them. With all various claims over parts of the sea. Well, some sometimes have. in some way. But I don't know. I Every time someone says Umberly, people cringe. I, I guess I'm just trying to understand. Well, one, I guess, to, to put it to you this way, um, one of the nicknames that uh, she has garnered over the years that, um, well, in my opinion, I think she's probably quite proud of is the, um, the bitch queen. That seems pretty rude. Well, it's pretty accurate. Is it? She's not a very nice deity. Can, can deities be nice? Um... Well, from what I hear, certainly. Okay. What, what, what makes her not nice? Well, she has power over the sea. Yes, but, um, well, she revels in the power that she has over it. And, um, I guess... When she can, you know, uh, she likes to make others suffer because of it. That's for, for any. Go ahead. Well, for. She can summon storms to destroy whole ships and drown everyone on board just because she feels like it. That sounds an awful lot like how nature works <laughs> yes but it's not so much to maintain a balance of nature it is because she is vengeful and petty and but i guess capricious i just feel like you don't curse the mountain when it blows its top like it's it's a thing that happens right storms roll in and lightning starts forest fires but you don't you know curse those wolves eat your sheep sometimes but you don't you don't curse the the, the god of wolves is there a god of wolves there has to be i'm sure there is <laughs> that's not my point you i don't know i just well maybe it's just my limited understanding but it sounded like she gets a an awful bad rap for having to take care of something that's awful scary. Well, let me put it to you this way. Do you think the mountain chooses to consciously blow its top, as it were, um, I suppose for malicious reasons? Uh, as does the wolf eat the sheep? And I don't know. Does the, the sea form storms that wreck ships for 
malevolent reasons? Like, does she do it just because she likes wrecking ships? Yes. Huh. I, I'm not going to argue with it, you about it, but it seems a little weird to me. But, like I said, this is your territory, not mine. <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Experience new things. Every awful, terrible thing you hear about Umberly is completely and utterly based in truth, to varying degrees. But she doesn't do anything good? No. What about the sailors who make it out on, like, barrels? When their, their ship has been destroyed by the Tempest. Oh, well, that's probably where Valka comes in. He's... Oh, so just another god gets credit for, for when the sea doesn't eat someone? That seems awful, awful convenient. I I appreciate in some way what that you're trying to do to, to justify the goddess I am in service of. However, it's really not worth the effort. I mean, I guess I'm not trying to justify. The sea is angry and wrathful from well, what I've heard is, as we both know, I haven't been very far out on it, but seems like a dangerous place, and I, it seems unfair for one person to get all the bad rap for all the bad of it, and other people to get praise for, for the good parts of it. I suppose. Well... Be grateful that, um, and please, I don't mean anything rude by this, that um, your ignorance allows you to see things that way. I think it's a much better way to look at the world. I take no offense. I, um... As I believe I've told you before, no one willingly worships Umberly, Um For the reasons I've described, no one would ever sing someone's praises who does things just because she can to hurt people. Well, why does she give power to people at all then if they don't want to worship her? Well... When you're a deity, you know, you suppose you revel in having people worship you, and if you cannot get people to do so by their own volition, then you recruit them by force. I mean, do you have to stay at the ocean? Do, I, do you die if you get far away from the sea? I come from a family of sailors. My father was a sailor, my, my brothers are sailors, and I was one as well. And sometimes I think, you know, perhaps I would like to do something else, maybe not um, do my fancy 
standing around job and basically being a good luck charm for others, you know, perhaps I would like to explore other parts of the world and see other things and get away from the sea. But um, when I think of that, I also think of my father and my brothers out on the sea. And then maybe one day Emberly deciding, well, you know, if I can't have Jill Fayen working for me, perhaps I can take something from her. So I stopped thinking about those things. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't die if I go away from the sea, but others could. Others might. And there's no real way to prove whether it's malicious or not if they do die, but but I, I see where you're coming from. All right. Hmm. Well, I appreciate you being so forthcoming with this conversation. It's going to cost you extra. Uh, as does everything, apparently. But uh, I've got some money right now, so I'm not that worried about it. Very well. All right. And are you satisfied? Yeah, your uh, your country breakfast meal will end up being a grand total of two and a half gold pieces. So two gold, five silver. And Jill will just eat it a little quietly. All right. So yeah, you guys finish up your breakfast, uh, and then. Holman, again, you are uh, spending the next day out uh, painting these fishing lines. And as you are looking out across the sea, you see something very strange. Uh, off in the distance, coming from the north, you see coming through the air this large brown and red shape. And you're not exactly sure what it is, but as you're painting, you just sort of watch it as it encroaches. And after about a half hour or so, you can actually see a, you can see this thing now much clearer than it was before. And it looks like the hole of a boat uh, that is currently being held aloft in the air by a giant red balloon that has a, uh, that has flames coming up from underneath it, filling the balloon with heat to keep it aloft. And you see that emblazoned on the front of this large red balloon is a large capital I that looks like it has an A stuck in the middle of it. Uh, and as you're watching, you see uh, on the side riggings uh, and side uh, ropes that have been set up is a kind of older looking adventurer. Uh, he is half elven, blonde, uh, very stern looking expression, wearing these uh, wearing very heavy looking armor. Uh, that also has this symbol on the front of his uh, on the front of his vestments that he wears, uh, and he looks like a clerical style figure. And standing next to him, arms crossed, with this very crooked, shit-eating grin on his face, long black hair dressed all in purple, uh, is what looks to be a wizard fellow, and they're just sort of talking back and forth to each other. 
and you watch as this balloon, this large flying airship, actually comes towards you and circles around you several times up above and begins its descent. And it lands not 20, 30 feet away from where you are with a very large, uh, with a very loud, very satisfying uh, as this airship comes to the uh, comes to meet the ground and you see that a plank bridge is set out from the side of the ship that then go, uh, comes down onto the ground and the purple robed figure as well as the half elven uh, cleric end up stepping off of the ship and then coming down onto the ground uh, and the blonde individual looks over towards you this salt marsh uh yeah and then as he kind of looks around you see uh the the purple haired with uh the purple robed wizard looking fellow just oh man this place smells like absolute ass omen what are we doing here and the figure who has been identified as omen just jim we've been through this it smells like fish because it's a fishing village and the figure just sort of looks at him and just, but why are we here? Why did we both have to come? Waterdeep was great. Come on. And he just, Jim, I'm going to ask you only once. Shut the fuck up, please. And at that, the wizard just, well, I don't see why I have to shut up. This is bullshit. I don't want to come here anyways. Just seems to be complaining to himself. And the figure that has been identified as Omen comes up to you. I'm here to meet somebody. Uh, Omen Dron, Acquisitions Incorporated, CEO. Nice to meet you. And he uh, puts his hands out. Omen Dark. Omen? Hmm. Did you... Did you clear out a house about four miles from here? got a report uh, yeah. that said that it, there was a haunted house no longer haunted thanks to a group of uh, uh, adventurers self-proclaimed uh, adventurers freelancers if I'm going to be quite honest that would uh, be us me, me and my, my new friends we, we heard about the haunted house we figured maybe it'd be nice for the community if it weren't abducting people so we checked it out to see if it was even haunted or if it was just a bar tale. Now, that's a very novel idea. I, I, have a, I have a question for you. Was there any reason that you wanted to clear it out or did you just feel like it was the, the good of your heart to do it? Well, for me, it was purely the experience. I was really hoping to see a ghost uh, I've never seen one before, and I thought it might be kind of cool. There were no ghosts, only smugglers. So you're saying that you're experience-driven. Kind of you would you would you would call yourself an experience-driven individual? I, I suppose so. All right, it's good to know. It's good to know. Um, we're going to be in town for a little bit, getting things set up. Um, would you mind possibly bringing your friends? back here sure uh, i suppose i could go round them up i have a proposition that i'd like to 
I'd like to talk to you all about. More of a all job right, uh, opportunity, really. You like the sound of work? Uh, time? Should I just go get them as fast as possible, bring them back here? I would say it's imperative. All right. Uh, well, before I leave, and he reaches into one of his mate pockets, you should, you should give this bomb to your friend. You put a little under your nose. It smells like peppermint instead of fish. And he looks at it, looks at Jim. Jim, and like, as you look over, Jim is very clearly like using one of his wands to kind of pick at his nose. And he just, can you... And Jim looks over at you, Ullman, and just, uh, you didn't see that! And I need you to make a wisdom save. Uh, natural 20. Okay. You feel as if there is a, a brief wave of magic that passes over you, and Jim looks at you and says, I was standing, looking really cool, really dapper right there, that's that's what happened and yeah, that's definitely the story i will tell you we're not picking your nose with a uh your mom and he just looks at you with this like kind of long face and omen looks at him again and just you can't do that on everyone you you can't keep trying we're gonna have a talk later no more franchises not for you anyways and Jim just sort of looks a little dejected at that. Uh, but then you see Omen reach into his pocket and he pulls out what looks to be a uh, metal cube. And he says, um, Pumpernickel, and tosses it. And you watch as this large mechanical tower just seems to erupt from the ground where the cube was it seems like this cube actually expands out to create this large tower and as it stays rested you watch as unfurling from the side of it is this very red litany uh that once again has the logo uh that is not only on the airship but was also on uh his clothing as well and looking at jim you can also see uh that he is wearing a badge with the same logo on it uh, just for my own context, I assume you're an organization of some kind, seen by your symbol that's blazoned all over your stuff. What's it, what's it mean? And he just sort of looks and, uh, looks towards Jim, leans in. I told you the branding would work. We're Acquisitions Incorporated. We're an adventuring company. We hire on adventuring interns. Uh, we offer excellent benefits, excellent pay, and of course, are always looking for experience-driven individuals such as yourself to help lead the charge uh, for setting up new franchises. Gotta say, that's a lot of business talk that, uh, not quite a business name, but I'll go get my friends for you. Oh, of course. Bring bring as many as you would like. Uh, we are currently going to be having our office temporarily here. We are going to be renovating the house that we recently purchased to become the Saltmarsh headquarters. So, just as a heads up. All of the people who pay the absurd amount of money for that house. Abs cool. Absurd amount of money. And he kind of skews his look. Out of curiosity, how 
much money have you heard that was spent on this? Uh, Hish, would you discuss this with me at all? Dingo? Sorry, I was yelling. What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) I said, would you have told me about this at all? Um... I I would have probably mentioned it to you. I don't know that I would have said the exact amount. I think I probably would have asked. Mostly because yeah. you didn't if tell you... me about the auction, so I didn't get to go, and uh, Ham was very disappointed and made you tell me all about it. Aww. <laughs> then, yeah, I, I would have told you. If you had asked, I would have told you that it was, like, 3,000, I think. Uh, I think, like, 3,000. And at that, you see Omen just stand up a little bit straighter. He his face goes from I'm I'm possibly recruiting new employees to a very stone look, and he turns towards Jim. And Jim just you can't demote him. He's already an intern. Uh, and Omen just says, "Thin fucking ice, thin." fucking ice jim and uh then he just sort of looks back towards you thank you for that you're already doing very well uh no problem i'll see y'all later okay uh and with that you see uh that omen kind of circles his hand a few times and you watch as uh a small crew from the airship then begin to actually carry out boxes and things into uh, into this instant fortress that Omen seemed to have summoned. Uh, and, I think I go find Hish first. All right. Uh, and as you go to pick up your party members, that is where we are going to go to our break for the evening. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who has decided to stop by and enjoy our adventures in the dangers of Dunwater part one. Uh, we're trying something a little bit different and incorporating not one, but two adventure books into this adventure. So yay, me as the DM, because prep is amazing. Uh, but we are going to try and be back in five to 10 minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, go to bit.ly slash adventure merch, possibly pick yourself up something nice or leave us a review in the audio cast or uh or video that you're watching it lets us know if we're doing a good job or if you uh if you want to see any changes i'll read it i probably shouldn't if it's on a youtube comment but i'll read it uh and with that we are gonna go to our break so we'll see you guys soon all right everybody Welcome back. I was making sure that we were unmuted and everything was going wait, going great. I'd like to say, Nefarious Obituary, thank you for the follow. Uh, you did it earlier in the stream, but I just spaced on seeing it until the break. So, thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, so, Omen, you have just been introduced to Omen Drawn and Jim Dark Magic of Acquisitions Incorporated. The logo looks like this capital i with the a in the middle of it uh and you are on your way to go see hish Alrighty. so uh 
Hish, where can you be found at this point? Are you just relaxing I mean, at home or are you like over by the dock? Uh, you have also watched as this airship TM question mark has just sort of <laughs> sailed above salt marsh and landed on the uh, landed near the leap. Um, yeah, I think I think Hish would be at home. Okay. Um, at, at his house watching this happen, probably in his yard on his rocking chair on his porch. I don't know where your house is. So <laughs> Omen is going to walk through the streets yelling Hish Hish I think Joe also wanted to see me too. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, and Hish you would have seen uh Hish, Jill, Albus where all of you are, you have all watched as this ship just sailed through the skies heading over. And now Olman is currently yelling for Hish in the city streets. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that would get Hish um, up out of his rocking chair. And uh, he kind of goes to his gate and starts uh, strolling down the street and probably comes across Olman uh, shouting his name. Uh, as soon as I see you around the corner, I like throw my arms wide. Ah, the beautiful gentleman as ever. I was just looking for you. <laughs> well, I, you I are in a. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't possibly have heard you uh, shouting my name down the street. <laughs> you haven't told me where you live, so it's kind of the only way to find you currently. I live um, uh, just up just up the hill over there all right well uh there's some gentleman oh no his name was so close to mine what what uh, omen and a uh jim no omen that's your name no, try no, again without the l like, oh omen omen like a, a, a bad Ooh. omen oh uh whereas i'm like an Woolman. Anyway, uh, they they talked to me, and I said how we were the people who cleared out the haunted house, and they said they were actually looking for the people who cleared out the haunted house, so I came to get you all. They seem very rich based off of the things they have. Oh. They had a tower that came from a box. That, that one you can see. Yeah, I saw that. Here's the thing. I like the fact that they're rich. I don't like the fact that they just kind of set up shop. I mean, just build a big old tower. I, I feel like you need some kind of permit for that. Temporary shop? They they plan to renovate the house and work out of there, but I suppose they could drive more business to the local businesses by staying at the inns. It is but with their money, I don't know. Rich people can do what they want. Isn't that the point of having a lot of money? That's what it's always seemed to be. Well, oh, yeah, I mean... I want to do what I want with money. More just rich people do what they want. That That is true. Just something about this doesn't sit right with me. Um, Do you know where Jill and Albus are? 
I haven't I seen him in days. assume Albus is with his wizard friend, where I leave him every day as his bodyguard. Um, and Jill, well, I didn't see her after she left her parents this morning, so I have no clue. I'll probably just yell her name very loudly. She can't be that many places. All right, you yell for Albus and Jill, and we'll rendezvous at the big fancy new tower. All right, or I could yell for Jill, and you could just go grab Albus, and then we could meet up. But it would be half the time. I have to use my legs, Olman. I want to be the first people there if they have a lot of money. They said they had a job offer. We have a ship now. We can take jobs. Oh, you're right. You're right. I see your point. All right. I think Gellin's going to have words for me taking a job from someone who bought the house from under his feet. But you know what? We don't really have to take the job. We just, I don't know, have to listen. Well, yep, you're right. Okay, okay. I'll I'll go get Albus. You go get Jill. All right. We'll meet at the tower. Then he spins on his heel and just starts yelling, Jill! Jill! I like to think that. (laughs) And all that simultaneously spin on their heels and walk in opposite directions. (laughs) Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Jill, make a perception check. Nine. <laughs> Where are you currently? Um, well, I guess it depends. Maybe um, I'm trying to get this contract drawn up at, you know, whoever in town does that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, so you haven't really seen a whole lot of maritime contracts being passed out. You know that a lot of the contracts that do come through Saltmarsh are mostly for the High Council of Saltmarsh as well as the um, as well as for the mines. So you're not particularly sure who you would go to. There is the Temple of Valker, but man, you'd rather be caught dead than going in there. Fuck those guys. Uh, so at this point, you're probably just in the snapping line ink all over your fingers just like how do I do this well this is aggravating um yeah so that's where I would be <laughs> all right uh yeah so Olman you eventually find Jill Fan uh I in the snapping the line snapping line would be the first place I check because that's where we've been eating mostly and I assume that's where they've been for the past couple of days if they're trying for the contract yeah, it would either be, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is, Jill has been trying to either write the contract, but you guys now have a ship that you can stay on that already was fully mm-hmm. furnished. So if you would rather have stayed there and not had all of your things just steadily reek of fish uh, over the next few days, you would probably just sleep on the ship versus staying in the snapping line. But Snapping line has cheap eats, and Jill, you're on your own dime at this point because nobody is sponsoring you. That's true. That's true. 
I think I slide in the door, uh, Seinfeld style. Jill! Omen. Uh, I'm sure the, 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 like, you yell out, like, more ink, like, just spills, and it's just like... Omen? I, like, uh, saddle up over to the table. Oh, do you need some tips on how to not smudge your hand up so much? I've used ink and feathers quite a lot. I think I can get the hang of this. Thank you, though. And I think she's going to, like, shake her hands. Um, and, like, one of them's going to kind of, like, glow a little bit. And she's going to, like, kind of cast gust to try to... <laughs> Yeet some of the ink somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it gets onto the walls a little bit. There was a guy that was enjoying his meal. And it's... It is sadly the same guy that uh, Ullman's mega nasty burp from several sessions ago ended up affecting. He just can't seem to get a break when he eats in here with you guys as well. And Ink gets onto his food and onto him and he just, oh, come on. He picks up his stuff and he just kind of dejectedly walks outside to eat. Anyway, uh, the real reason I'm here, you saw that giant ship the flying thing? Question mark? Or have you been in here? There's a flying ship. It's now docked. Uh, some men came out of it. They are the people who bought the haunted house. They wanted to talk to the adventurers who cleared it out, and I happen to be the first person they talked to. So, therefore, I'm collecting you all. Because they have a job they want to propose to us. Okay, um, I suppose I could entertain the notion, um, well, sure, why not? Great, I already grabbed Hish, they're grabbing Albus, and we're just gonna meet back up over there. Alright, well, um, suppose we can start making our way over. Yeah, um, when you guys exit the snapping line, Jill, whereas before the top of this hillside was uh, was rather pristine in its look, there is now a large ship with a very large uh, red balloon hovering over it uh, that has this capital I, capital A litany. Um, and right next to it is a... It, this tower stands about 60 feet tall uh, with these two large red banisters that hang down from the side. Uh, and each one also has that same logo on it. Uh, and you see kind of floating above it every uh, every six seconds or so are what look to be words uh, that say things like hiring all applicants benefits and you see a tiny little tm next to the benefits uh and you see excellent pay and the excellent pay has a small asterisk next to it uh but it doesn't seem like they are uh then giving you those footnotes it just seems like they are just throwing catchphrases up into the air above this tower well it's certainly um ostentatious 
he, well, they weren't doing that when I left, but hmm. <laughs> they call themselves Acquisitions Incorporated. And Jill, you can I make a history check if you would like. Waterdeep last, maybe? I don't know. They said something about Waterdeep. Uh, that's just a seven. Okay. You've heard of Ak Inc. before, but kind of in the same way that you hear about the Zentarim or the Harpers or the Emerald Enclave. Like, it is just the name of a group to you, but there's no, like... You don't really know anything about it other than it does exist. And apparently, Austin Tasters. I don't think she's going to listen and kind of nod and just be like, so do they have a lot of money? It certainly seems like it. That's honestly why I'm getting you all. I, well, they had a lot of money, it seems like. I mean, for all this stuff, they must. Hmm. Okay, well, I can certainly... Certainly entertain the offer. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Alright, and Albus, where are you currently? Have we leveled up? Yes. 90 feet underwater. Okay. So Albus is just... Hanging out, enjoying Albus. a nice swim. Because you have, you can breathe underwater now, correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you were underwater 90 feet. Uh, and looking up, you saw a very, very large shadow, much larger than even a whale, actually pass over you. And it seemed to pass over all of the ships in the docks goes over the bay and you watched it just go over land. I don't think that's where my focus is at the moment. Okay, where is your focus? Toward the horizon. Just under the water? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so you are currently just under the water hanging out. Yep. All right. I'm not like going i'm just like like that's where my focus is uh it's almost as as if i'm just like staring out there hoping that the horizon will come to meet me okay because i know if i keep going then i'm probably going to die because i have nine hit points (laughs) (laughs) yeah have you done this before yes okay uh, over, the, over the past couple of days. All right. Uh, and do you have a system for if people want to get a hold of you or... No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you usually go to the same spot? Or is it a different spot? Yep. Okay. Uh, it's it's like, it's the place underneath where uh, uh, Oldman does uh, his paintings underneath that ledge. Okay. Probably uh, near where uh, Jill does her prayers. Okay. Uh yeah, so and and if you go to the beach, you'll thing? you'll see his uh you'll see his coat there. I feel like I would have known this if you're like painting down there and emerging from the water and Yeah. Maybe. No, he yeah. said okay. that uh, I, I would not have misdirected Ish <laughs> over to the wizard tower then. Yeah. 
So yeah, you just sent Hish over to uh, over to Albus's kind of resting area, uh, and Hish, you see that Albus's coat is folded neatly on the beach, um, signifying that he is currently uh, ninety feet underwater. <clears throat> I'll shoot. Really want to swim as far as Albus can probably go. Maybe I'll just, um, I think Hish looks around for like a stick or a big piece of like driftwood and just starts slapping the top of the water (laughs) to try and get his attention. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Albus, uh, make a perception check. 14. You see a figure that is currently just slapping the water above. Uh, and it's around midday, a little bit later on. So you can see that this figure is actually large enough to be your friend, Hish. Okay, I'll come up. Can I ask what you're doing down there, buddy? I mean, you could. What are you doing down there, buddy? <laughs> Swimming. Well, all right. Uh, we got a job, I think, maybe. Something called Acquisitions Incorporated, the big tower over there. I don't know if you saw it. You might have been underwater when that all went down. Big ship happened. Indoor, uh, what do I know about... uh, Do I know anything about Acquisitions Incorporated? Make a history check. Nineteen. Oh, yes. You have heard of Acquisitions Incorporated before. How? Uh, how? <laughs> well, how? Uh, so it's it's very interesting because not a whole lot of people talk about the fact uh, that there was a Tarask that was spotted uh, about 10 years ago at this point outside of Waterdeep. And you know, uh, just having heard from stories around uh, that the members of Acquisitions Incorporated somehow managed to get inside of a large stone golem, a stone golem so large that it could actually go toe-to-toe with the Tarask. Much of Waterdeep was destroyed during this kaiju battle, uh, but Acquisitions Incorporated was successful in removing the Tarask from Waterdeep and putting it back to sleep. They seem heroic. Acquisitions Incorporated. Yep. What Ullman said. They're super rich. They're here. Yeah, that's what I just said. Is that a problem? Because I'm getting some sketchy vibes off of them. I don't know about... I don't know about everyone else, but I'm getting the sketchy vibes off of them, like Maybe something's up here. I'm concerned about why they would be here, but... Okay. 
uh, yeah, and he'll uh, redress and uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, you guys then all make your way to the base of this hill, looking up at this large instant tower that was summoned. Uh, but the four of you are now together, uh, kind of making your way north. Uh, and once you reach, uh, or making your way up towards the ledge, and as you guys are getting near, Hish, you see, uh, that same individual that had actually purchased the house from under your nose, uh, this very fiery red-haired, uh, individual, and he currently has his hands behind his back, his head is down, uh, and as you guys approach, you just hear, Thin fucking ice, Viari. Thin fucking ice. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, boss. I I know that you wanted it, and, and I didn't want the townspeople to think that we couldn't afford it. Of course we can afford it. But three... Th- and then, hey. like, as he's, like, rubbing his... Rubbing the bridge of his nose, sitting behind this smaller table... Uh, Jim ends up uh, kind of nudging Omen a little bit and just says Omen they're here Uh, and uh, at that Omen just immediately goes customer service mode and just hello and welcome to Acquisitions Incorporated my name is Omen Drawn CEO Obviously it's very wet (laughs) Hish uh, as soon as as soon as he spots the the intern, Hish goes, "Hey, you're that fucker who bought the house." And uh, at that, Viari uh, just brings a hand through his hair as uh, just kind of brushing the coif back, and then it pops back into place. <laughs> and he says, "I'm a fucker of many things, sir, but I could, however, <laughs> be the fucker who bought your house. Was it yours? I was under the assumption that it was vacant." Well, it, it wasn't mine. It was supposed to be, well, not mine, but a friend of mine's. Either way, you definitely bought the house. And you're not that, maybe the fucker who bought the house. You're definitely the one who bought the house. Uh, you spent like what three thousand on that? And we were gonna buy it for significantly lower. And I feel like. I mean, do you know what the quality of that house is? Have you had it inspected before you blew 3000 on it? And at that, uh, you hear Jim, you watch as he just grabs his sides and with a very almost bubbly laughter coming from this grown man, just... Fucking <laughs> 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 God damn it. Uh, and Omen, having finding none of this funny... Just steadily turns his head. That's actually a very good point, Viari. Did you get it inspected? Well, I I thought that, you know, we could maybe... 3,000 gold for a house. That's... And he... Omen looks back towards the four of you. Would you describe it as dilapidated? In need of repair? Absolutely. There's Didn't a you? hole on the second floor that And a hopeless amount of spiders. Hopeless uh, amount of mold. Weasels. Weasels. Particularly so, vicious weasels. Skeletons, possibly still decomposing bodies. 
And at that, you just watch as Omen just, like, steadily keeps tilting his head down. There is just a layer of shade that goes over his eyes. And he just like takes... Like, purple anime lines? Yeah, just... just it's it's more of like you can see like the seething lines above him and VRH is just like well well I thought oh did you say hopeless amount of spiders I mean there's always there's got to be some hope when fighting spiders hopeless right? hopeless amount, amount of, spiders. of spiders we marked the door if it helps and don't ever open it it says don't open this door there's an ungodly amount of spiders inside. Viari, they are already doing a better job than you have at this whole <laughs> checking out the house thing. And well, of course we checked out the house. We're the ones who cleared it out. Minus the spiders. Minus the spiders. There's a hopeless <laughs> amount, of course. And at that, you see Jim just, Ugh, I don't want to buy a house that has a hopeless amount of spiders, Omen! And just... We've already bought the house because Viari already bought it. Speaking of buying things, Viari, is that your name, fucker? Where'd you get the coat? Oh, I, I've had this coat for a while, ever since, for a while. A friend gave it to me. I definitely didn't steal it. Insight check. <laughs> Make an insight check. 30-20. He totally stole it. You're not sure from where, but it's stolen. I'll just look at Hish and just be like... <laughs> hmm. We're here. I want the coat. And at that, he just... Wh what? And Omen... I ain't talking until I get the coat. Omen, with his hands in front of his face, give him the coat. And Viari just like wide eyes looks just oh, what what do you mean? And Omen, I can't demote you because you're already an intern, so give him the coat. And Viari just come on, boss. I mean come on. It's it's part of my aesthetic. I don't give a fuck about your aesthetic, Viari. Coat. Give. And he snaps and points at you, Hish. Uh, and at that, Viari just like head down, pulls off his coat, uh, pulls off this robe, grabs it by the end, and starts shaking it out. And you watch as just small baubles begin to fall out. You see a sack of ball bearings then spill out onto the ground. A very fancy looking dagger sticks in. You see that there is actually also like a small jade piece that kind of tumbles down onto the ground as well. And with a very deep sigh, here you go. I take it and I take off uh, the cloak I was wearing and I toss it at him. <laughs> and I put his on. He just sort and of yeah. winds up as you're like putting the coat on. And as soon as you like pull it tight, he just looks like he's taking an arrow to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Falls on the ground, sits up. Absolutely amazing, Hish. As always, that coat looks ten times better on you than it did on him. Sorry Thank my friend you. took your coat, but it does look good. Thank Omen. you, and Hish does a little flex. Omen, make an insight check real quick. Give 
me at why can't I find that word? <laughs> Fourteen. As you go through the rigmarole of pretending to get hit in the head with an arrow, fall to the ground, come back up, and everyone seems to be cheering your performance, you see Jim Dark Magic get this really like sour look on his face and crosses his arms. Uh, and you see him mutter under his breath, That's fine. anybody could do that. I can do that. Nobody asked me to do it, but anybody could. <laughs> and Omen says, with his hands still in front of his face, you four cleared out everything except a hopeless amount of spiders, but if that truly is the case, then, well... We'll think of something to do with that room because actually, and he looks over at Viari and Viari just, oh, come on. And he's like, I know what's going to be your room. And he smiles a little bit and then looks back and says, at least to clean. But we have a job, an offering. It's a, uh, it's like a training fair. Almost. Uh, and since you all have proven yourself strong enough and motivated enough to, well, take care of the haunted house, as uh, our your dear friend Ullman put, uh, simply for the experience, then perhaps we could work something out, something that would be beneficial to all of us. I would like to make something extremely clear Olman did it for the experience the rest of us did it for the cash I ex explicitly did it for the cash Jill especially did it for the cash I'm I wasn't really clear about my motivations at the time in another uh in another show Arjan gets into his bleed <laughs> uh and at that Omen just said looks at you hish looks at you jill so fiscal motivations you like getting money Indeed. you like getting things we are in the business of getting things we are acquisitions incorporated now i can offer you all jobs where we can pay you handsomely set you up regularly with work that will pay well and should you be motivated enough to go out and collect things for us we'll see that all of your needs are met now experience absolutely wonderful being motivated by fiscal things incredible being motivated by not knowing your motivation. We have a few of those in the organization. It's okay. You would all do well here. I would feel. Just simply based off of this interview alone. What wouldn't do well here is my question. Do you prefer working alone instead of a team? Depends on the work. Typically, we have teams. We set up franchises places. So, we are looking to set up a Salt Marsh franchise. We've bought the house. We are going to be turning that into a base. You would then be operating out of it. 
you would accept jobs from head office, jobs that we would make sure reflect well on both head office as well as all of our employees. And we like to make it worth your while. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. What did you say your name was? And he points towards you, Jill. Jill Fan. Jill Fan, you look like somebody who has been having a time with your ink pot. My, is this, is this fair assumption? You have ink all over. It's rude of you to point it out. The, what? It <laughs> just like wipes another trail like on her face or something. Just be like. You look like you have notice. the trackings of a documenter in, well, at least on the outside. If you, that's not the role that you wish to fill, that's fine. But Acquisitions Incorporated, we do offer many, many notarized forms, as well as the submissal of many, many notarized forms, which you can then use to obtain things such as... Mm, Let's say most mundane things. But if you're looking for something else, something less mundane, we can figure out a way for you to get that. We're doers here. We're big thinkers and doers. And we would be doing things in service to you? So we're the doers. We're all doers here everybody what are you doing though well currently hiring you are you familiar with the death curse ever hear about that tarask ever hear about that heard about the tarask i've Hacking? been almost literally under a rock for a long time underdark <laughs> no just lost in the woods Now, okay, you say you collect things. What do you do once you have the things? He motions toward his airship. Yes. You're not saying a lot. Weird looks flex, like but okay. Looks like it's worth a lot of gold. <laughs> it is. Things that we like to do with our money? Open more business. Make sure that everybody can get exactly what they need. We're not just here. We're not just in Saltmarsh. We're in Waterdeep. We're in Cholt. We are in Daggerford. We are in Bryn Shandar. There's even a... There is a separate plane called Ravnica. Huge city. We're there too. Other planes, City of Doors, Sigil, Ack Inc. We are in the business of doing, regardless of what needs to be done. We're here. We're here to help benefit the business. Cool speech. Question. Now, is this on a contract-by-contract contract basis, like job-by-job, job, or once we sort of sign up with you guys, are we, like, legally obligated? Well, 
The interesting part about operating in Salt Marsh is that we are not currently under the legal jurisdiction of the of the Lord's Alliance. So I can't legally say that it's contractual. But at least anywhere else. So technically you would be considered a Acquisitions Incorporated member as soon as you sign on and you would be for as long as you would wish to remain so. If you would like to then not be an Ack Inc. member, you'll lose some of our benefits. Which are? We have, again, housing. We have items that we can give, knowledge, maps, right, anything. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> we'll put our best Healthcare, lore mongers on. Health care. We can speak more about that at your orientation. Got it. Um, well, I think I've heard all I can hear. You guys have any more questions? Knowledge. So much. So, so much. We have lore mongers. They have some of these. And he reaches down behind the desk and he pulls out what looks to be a glass jar that has a tube kind of coming out of it that has a more uh, conical ending. And he says, he pulls the tube up to his mouth and says, for all of you to hear, we look like we have four promising new hires. And sets it down. And then he motions for you to pick up the pick up the tube. Uh would this function for me since I'm not a lore monger? Because Omen is there, it will uh it will function just for this okay. message. Uh sure and not. as you bring the tube up to your ear, you hear him say, uh it looks like we have uh four potential new hires. I mean, anybody can record a message. And he rubs, he touches the side of the jar again. Uh, and you hear um, a, you hear a conversation that is being held between Viari and Jim. Uh, and as it plays, Omen looks at you dead in the face, but you can see that Viari is sweating bullets. And Jim is just, wide broken smile on his face uh and he is just laughing to himself as you hear a conversation that says i don't know she just kind of she turned into a like a wolf person halfway through and then she bit me and she said that if i didn't tell her how to become a masked lord then then she was gonna tell omen and as uh it says that omen just says luckily one of our lore mongers was there and we were able to suss out that problem, weren't we, Viari? And Viari just um, kind of like always oh, in the chat. Uh, scratches his head a little bit and just, I said I was sorry. Just we don't know who the new vote is, but we'll find out who. We have information. Every loremonger is connected to, we'll call it a vault of whispers. And 
prove yourself worthy enough and you can begin to hear other things, other conversations. And we will be in service to you until... Until you find better work, but I guarantee you, you won't. Now, well, the job, should you take it, is, I assume, rather easy, or would be. There are, there was a team that was operating around here with a wild card license. Uh, they stopped actually reporting to our head office, and from what we've heard, are actually kind of causing uh, a, a general ruckus near the mire of dead men. We would simply need you to go out, show these individuals, these wild card members, uh, their current place in the totem pole, and then bring back their things as they have defected from Mac Inc. but are trying to maintain their gear. Would you give us a second to discuss this before we agree? Take all your time. I think uh, Hish sort of uh, motions everyone off to the side um, out of hearing distance or maybe within hearing distance. I don't know that Hish particularly cares. Um, and he sort of looks at the three of you. Oh, what are we thinking? I mean, we don't have a job currently. Sounds like the only real downside to quitting is losing whatever gear they deem theirs. But, you know, if they're paying us and we have a significant sum stashed away, that doesn't seem like such a bad thing. We can buy our own gear again. My concern is that all of this sounds a little too good to be true. I mean, I won't, I won't be able to say for sure whether it's a great deal or not till I see the fine print, but I don't know. Even if it is too good to be true, it's at least work, and we can get some work out of them, and then head off and do something else. I'm uh, I'm intrigued by the business model. I'll say I like the um, well uh, I like the way that um, it seems uh, strictly business, and I like that it's can be temporary, and those are the things I like to align myself with: temporary business opportunities. So I'm not entirely opposed. Okay, I'm I'll very interested in. The knowledge stores. Ham says he really wants to eat the things that this money can buy us. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that, Ham. Uh, and Hish turns on his heel. How about this, Omen? We'll do your first job as a trial. If we like it, we like the pay, we'll sign on. How does that sit with you? Perfect. We'll call it on-the-job experience. 
because I but we will be getting paid. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'd like to see the contract written up, and I'd like to read through that. And when you when you say that you would like to see the contract uh, written up, Omen raises a coy eyebrow at you and says, "Oh, we can write up some contracts." And you see him reach into a satchel at his side and pull out a stack of papers that he sets onto the table in front uh, and says, this is what a level four documancer can do. And he pulls out a pen and just quickly begins scribing through. And you see that the pages almost begin to write themselves. As he begins to write, it seems like these forms are actually becoming in triplicate without him having to put forth the extra effort in order to do so. Uh, very quickly, he seems to draft up these temp worker contracts Uh Thankfully, there is no NDA agreement that you would have to sign that would require him to write several more pages. Uh, but it does end up coming out after possibly only five minutes. Just a stack of 15 pages each for you to look over. I like that a lot, actually. Um, and she'll we'll take it and start to, like, peruse it see if anything sticks out as weird okay uh and before you do he says what were you trying to draft i'm on a hot streak i'm on a hot streak right now what were you trying what were you trying to do um are you do you have any um experience in maritime dealings like contract work for ships we have offices in Schult. it's a port city Right, um, I, I'll need one of those, um, but particularly, like, you know, with some, like, uh, religious clauses, you know, about oh. what services Standard they stuff. can offer. Oh, Standard. yeah, okay. And you see, he uh, says, I don't even have to try and write that one up. Uh, and he pulls out uh, a tube uh, and kind of pops one end of it, reaches in, and he pulls out a document uh that is roughly about 10 pages long uh and has everything that you actually requested as well as more than that uh it seems like there in this document are also uh dealings for uh if after your last dealing with a ship any interaction with the ship that ends up causing them to break while out at sea you are then found non-liable and in a court of law uh, as being under the jurisdiction of acquisitions incorporated they would put their best uh, lawyers and plaintiffs on the case in order to defend you uh, should this end up befalling you i really like that that's... Documancy baby. And he clicks a pen that he has and sets it back down. All right. This, this looks... This looks good. This looks good, everyone. <laughs> this looks good. <laughs> I think Goldman what? is, like, looking at the page really hard, but he hasn't, like, actually flipped through any of it. I... Is this even common? In well, yes. Ullman looks at it and says, "Common. We have 
subclauses for elven dwarven anything else that you would possibly speak or need to be able to read into we can if it's easier we can form contracts in that uh for you i i meant that i i don't understand a word on this page like i can read it they're all words but i have no clue what i'm signing and uh jim just says nobody ever reads the fine print on things we never i didn't read it and i turned out fine except for the clone and he just kind of shoots omen a look and says we dealt with the clone it was fine it's just all really simple stuff real real simple stuff basically if you die or are injured on the job acquisitions incorporated is not going to be liable and probably isn't going to be paying for your medical coverage because again you are a temporary worker we can talk more about medical dental all of that sort of thing once you get fired on full time but uh as a temporary worker uh We'll do our best to to pay you out accordingly for the job that you were able to do. If you were able to complete the job to a 100% satisfaction rating, which is what we here at Acquisitions Incorporated stand by, then, of course, we would be able to pay you. And in this situation, we would be paying you with, well, control over a franchise. I understand that, again, some of you are fiscally motivated. Um... I would offer you more, but someone spent a little bit more on the house than they were supposed to. And Viari at this point is just kind of picking his stuff up off of the ground, cradling it to his chest. Like I said, I was sorry. Uh, and uh, he says, 250 each upon jobs completion. 300. And he looks at you, 275. Deal. Wet looking one. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, like, Alps is actually going to go through this contract. Can I make an inside check using my intelligence modifier? Yeah. Uh, 20. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great at all. That's seven. Okay, uh, so as you were getting through it, and Ullman starts saying, so, I, hmm? so so I'm I'm gonna get a migraine in the middle of this, uh, and this has actually happened to me. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get a blind spot, uh, so I can literally only read one word at a time. Like just to the left of me, is just like completely blurred. Oh or yeah, just to the right, to the right of the page, it's completely blurred. So I can literally only read this one word at a time. Is yeah. that actually happened to me? True story. <sighs> nice and uh, while I was taking a standardized test. Oh no! No. Oh. All right. So, uh, yeah. As you're reading through it, uh, Olman was right. There are words in here that you know are common, but they seem like older common that's just not really used that much it's more of like a flouncier kind of speak uh some of you might call this legalese uh as kind of looking at it you're not like your context clues you're you're getting what it's hinting at uh but all things considered it does look 
like a, a pretty outstanding document. Uh, and it says that uh, on completion of the job, you will be awarded 250 gold pieces and should you choose, will become a, a member in good standing of Acquisitions Incorporated Saltmarsh Branch. Ish crosses out 250 and writes 275. Okay. And you see uh, Omen then looks at what you did and just sees that you're kind of like covering over bits of his documancy but he he doesn't really betray more emotion than that uh and then uh says 275 is a deal so do, do i have to make the change on my page too I'll, or is our verbal agreement i'll i'll solid? i'll take care of it i'll make sure that it gets taken care of by competent people. And he just kind of like shoots another glance at Viari real quick. Uh, <laughs> and then says, um, we have heard rumors that this wild card team is located to the south of this place, uh, roughly about eight miles, mire of dead men. Uh, they're on the outskirts. They've been causing a ruckus, just acting as general highwaymen. That's not the style of acquisitioning that we are supportive of here. It doesn't reflect well on the branch. So if you all could go and possibly take care of this, that would be... That's the job. Ow, so... We're doers here, Albus. How you go about completing the job is up to you. Are are you suggesting murder? And uh, he just sort of gives you a gentle shrug. Oh. Okay. Just glad, glad that we're on the same page. I'll find that we are. Uh... Is there anything uh, weird about the signature uh, if we sign it? Uh, you see that as your signature is uh, put onto the page, there is a faint glow of magic that goes over it. Uh, and then as you put your finger down back where the mag uh, back where the magical effect happened, the ink is dried. Uh, and it looks like it has actually like ingrained itself into the actual page itself, almost like a lamination. Is it Albus or is it much her name? Uh, it is Albus. It is the name okay. that you have written. Okay. Uh, Jill Fan just writes Jill Fan, no last name. Okay. Uh, I write Omen Dark, and then I like look up at them for a second and put the pen down. And Omen uh, then takes all of your documents, kind of sets them on the table, making a very nice uh, shuffling noise. And then says, uh, I'll see that everything is in order. Uh, 
I believe you're going to be in need of a cart, or are you more of a on-foot kind of crew? Well, we have a ship. Novel. Makes things much easier. But, uh... But if you're offering a cart... Do you have a crew? No. You're looking at it. We have one. Acquisition. Oh, <laughs> He's just we been... We rescued him. We're not... He are, is... are, are we just conscripting him? Uh, he... We'll say for the sake of brevity that he was on the ship uh, throughout most of this. And you guys see him now uh, coming up behind the four of you as you are all finishing signing documents. Uh, and he just says, friends, friends, behold this marvel. And he kind of oh, like motions towards this large airship. And... Uh, Omen just sort of like looks at him and Jim elbows Omen and says, don't worry, I got this one. Uh, and then uh, you see Jim walks towards Oceanus and says, behold! And you see doves just shoot out of the <laughs> sleeves of his hands. He says, welcome, traveler, to Acquisitions Incorporated. I see that you are weary, perhaps looking for a job. Maybe you aren't from around here. And as he does, you see magic kind of coming off of his fingers. Uh, and he says, but I'm sure you know who I am. I am Jim Dark Magic of the New Hampshire Dark Magics. And Oceanus just like looks very confused. And then... You're James Winifred Dark Magic the Third, aren't you? He got a nat twenty on his history check, uh, and at that, uh, Jim bows and says, "The very same." Did you know? Myself, Omen included, and Viari. And when he says "and Viari," Oceanus brings his hands up over his mouth and says, "The intern success story." And just looks like very, very excited that Viari is there. Uh, even though Viari looks very dejected and bored, like just like kind of sad holding all of his things in his new cloak because Hish took his old one. Uh, and he says, Viari is here as well. How would you like to join Acquisitions Incorporated and gives him just a like a really crooked grin shoots across Jim's face and Oceanus says I I never thought that I would have this opportunity I yes yes a thousand times yes good sir and Omen Looks like we have another experience-driven individual. Excellent. I'll pull up a contract. And he reaches in uh, to his satchel, draws up another contract, uh, and looks at him and says, You seem office material. And Oceanus just, Head office material? And Omen just, <laughs> No, 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 no. No. Home base for here... Are you familiar what a secretarian does? 
Oceanus, and Oceanus says, "I've, I've heard rumors. Uh, I, I believe that uh, it was started by uh, uh, your daughter." And he just kind of like looks a little quizzically and omen nods and says, "I didn't think that we needed one at the beginning, to be honest, but she proved me wrong." You seem. You seem nice. You seem like people generally enjoy your presence. Uh, how would you like to be your secretarian for this branch? And Ocean is just... I, it would be my honor, Lord Drawn. And he bows, extending his hand out. And Jim, you just see, just giving a nice, like, fucking nailed it. Like, yeah, go me. Uh, and after the feel as nice, or maybe it should make me feel more nice that he bowed to me in the same way on the ship. <sighs> and uh, at that, Oceanus finishes his paperwork, uh, and Omen says, "We're going to be clearing out the house that's a couple miles uh, around from here. Stick around, where you can help us out with that one." And at that, Oceanus's eyes get wide. Just, I get to help out the Jim Dark Magic? And Jim just says, oh, you're going to be doing more than helping, buddy. Uh, and just kind of, like, gives him a thumbs up. And Oceanus, is, like, is super on board for this. Uh, and then he ends up looking at the four of you and says, did you all join as well? We did. We uh, are on a, well, a, a trial basis. But yes, we... um. Sort of. Temporary contract work. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Not only are, were we able to sail on the same ship, but now we can say, dare I say it, we were co-workers for even just a moment. <laughs> you could say that and it would be true. I don't know what this word implies you you seem to have more context to it we have heard the tales deep below the sea of acquisitions incorporated i've wanted nothing more for the last 15 years to leave the sea and join them but i i i couldn't go to water deep look at me they're offering, if they are opening a place here, n near my home, the commute will be absolutely incredible. I could go see my family and go to work and then go home at the end of the day. It's everything I could have ever wanted. And as he's saying that, Omen is just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm particularly driven writes that down on uh, a document I'm I'm thrilled that you're thrilled buddy I'm very glad that this has all worked out for you and I'm very very glad that we'll be seeing you around I agree it'll be great to have you around I well kind of assumed you'd be staying on the ship with us when we did that, so this is basically the same thing. So, that's our, that's the crew. That's, that's everybody who is on our crew. 
That was the crew, yeah. And at that, Omen furrows his brows a little bit and says, full-time employee, full-time hirelings. Come with us, we'll fix you up with the crew. Quality men. Or women. Both. Still on a contractual basis. Well, we'll make sure that their contract lasts as long as yours do. Uh, however, they will still be acting employees even if you decide that you are no longer an employee. So, if you quit, you'll have to find your own crew. Mm, works for me. Until then, welcome aboard. And Jim just says, uh, just... I really, really can't wait to get you to get to know you more, Oceanus. Uh, and he kind of like is tapping Oceanus's hand, and he just uh, Oceanus. But uh, yes, thank you, uh, Jim. Just don't worry. And he, uh, you see him pull out a pen, uh, and he pulls out a. It looks like a picture of Jim, uh, and he <laughs> writes on it. And then hands it to Oceanus, and he looks at him and just, oh, a signed autograph. And uh, Jim says, yep, to my number one fan. Uh, and uh, Omen just shakes his head and then looks at the four of you and says, we'll get you a cart. I'll take a cart. Much appreciated. Uh, and, uh, with that, uh, Jim ends up casting a, uh, spell to the local, uh, the local stable hand, letting them know everything that's going down and that they are going to be charging Ak Inc. with your guys's carriage. You end up getting down there and without really much issue, you are given a small cart and a kind of older looking horse that doesn't seem to, uh, it's not spry by any means, but it gets the job done. And oh, the, what's the horse's name? The horse's name is, we'll say it's Chrysanthemum. Uh, okay. I'm going to call him Chris for short. Uh, so... Yeah, you guys managed to get in your cart and begin making your way uh, south to the Mire of Dead Men. And it takes a couple hours, all things considered, to kind of get to the edge of the bog. Uh, and from what you had heard from the Ak Inc. members, you know that the wildcard operators are actually lurking deeper within. And so with a gentle hya uh you and chris your uh draft horse make your way in and you are about 30 minutes into the uh into the mire when you see that there is um what looks to be an overturned cart kind of on the side of the road uh and there is a human man who is currently just trying to uh to move it I'll, I'll like jump jump out of the car 
and yeah, Ullman will uh, tug on uh, Chris's reins to slow down and stop, so Alvis doesn't lose his nine hit points jumping out of the cart. Okay. No one else is acting. Sounds good. So, uh, as uh, Albus, you make your way up, this individual says, "Oh, oh, good heavens! Thank you, thank you, sir. I, uh, my cart it broke down. I was, I was trying to to head south, uh, down, well, down to Neverwinter. I was, uh, I was wondering if you could." Can I inside check? Yeah, you can inside check him. I think as they're they're talking, I like step down from the cart and 14. like stand intimidatingly behind Albus. Okay, so you got a fourteen. Uh, yeah. This individual is a very bad liar, uh, as you see that he actually has a small little ac ink uh, piece of liver uh, livery that he's wearing underneath a otherwise uh, leather kind of vest. Oh, you poor, poor person. You're such a horrible, horrible liar. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, and uh, at that, you see, uh, you actually hear a cry uh, out from, uh, from the trees and surrounding areas uh, of one individual who calls out and says, He's not what he appears to be! Get the fuck back! Uh, and uh, you watch as four other individuals then come out of the woods surrounding you guys at the cart as the individual Albus that you had called out ends up taking a little bit of a step back from you. Uh, I'd like for everybody to roll into initiative. I want to step in front of Albus as quickly as possible. <laughs> Protect. Eleven. Oh. For Hish. Uh, seventeen. Ten. Uh, I also got a ten. <laughs> uh, Dex, Dex is two. Okay. Yeah, mine's four. Ten, ten. Hish, what'd you get? Eleven. Okay, and Ullman, what'd you get? Seventeen. Okay. Sounds good. So... I am doing all of that wrong for trying to keep track of things. Nothing like having your dashing personality add to your initiative in combat. <laughs> yeah, because you chose the swashbuckler, correct? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Love me a swashbuckler. Okay, so... Buckle that swash. You guys watch as the individuals coming out of the woods. Uh, the human male that was trying to push his cart that Albus then uh, confronted is currently kind of backing up a little bit. Uh, but you also see that in the shade of, this, uh, of the woods is... Well, it looks like a gray-skinned uh, individual who's about the size of a gnome uh, with these very thick-looking mutton chops, and he has a, uh, a hooked staff uh, on one end, and he just seems to uh, kind of be on the lookout 
a little bit. There is a uh, another gray-skinned individual, more of like closer to a dwarven make, that has a white mohawk. Uh, and you can see that they also have what looks to be a rather large sword on their back. And then you see a kobold. And this kobold has uh, a very large cage on its back that looks like it has a skunk inside of it, uh, as well as several bags that are kind of strapped to its side. And one of these bags looks like it has a tongue that is kind of sticking out of it, but it is more like a fabric, uh, a fabric stylized tongue for this bag. You aren't really sure what uh, that exactly entails. And then you also see that there is a half-elven woman with a bow uh, who has currently approached you guys. So starting at the top of the round is actually going to be uh, this individual that was right on you, Ullman, or right on you, Albus. Uh, and he is going to draw a mace from his side and he is going to try and take several strikes against you. So, his first strike at you is going to be a 12. Doesn't hit? Okay, second hit. For a 19 to hit. Yep. And then he is going to deal <laughs> 7 points of bludgeoning damage to you. I'm still up! Okay. Uh, then, next up is Ullman. And you've just watched Albus get clocked in the chest from this mace. I think I put my hand on Albus's shoulder and just pull him behind me. Uh, and then as I pull my, my hand away, rather than going for my dagger, uh, a basically just metal baseball bat begins to like push its way out of my hand. Uh, and I grab onto the base, effectively as a light hammer, and I Swing it at the guy. Okay. Make an attack roll. What? What? Uh, does 17 hit? Oh, yeah. Definitely hits. Roll for damage. All oh, right. Sneak attack is 2d6 now. I have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and looking, like, in this initial burst of all of them kind of jumping out, you see that all of them do have this Ack Inc. regalia on them. That's, uh, 19 damage. Ooh. I rolled almost max. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so are you just clocking him upside the head? Yeah, I'm just looking to knock this guy straight out. Oh, yeah, no, he... He takes the brunt of that damage and you actually hear the cracking sound as the majority of teeth on that side of his face end up just kind of getting broken. Uh, and he actually spits out just a mouthful of these little white bits uh, as you have clocked him in the side of the face. But he kind of rears back. Oh my God, what the fuck? Uh, after... There's also that satisfying metal like. <laughs> oh yeah, most certainly. This is the batting cages for Ullman. Uh, then next up is the gray-skinned individual that has the mohawk. Uh, and looking at your guys' cart, they are going to 
look at it and you see them bring their fists together and they just start punching them together over and over and over again but as they do with each rhythmic punch you see their body actually grow larger and larger and larger until standing before you is this nine foot tall dwarf uh and that is all that it can do for its turn but it is going to move up next to the cart and actually grabs underneath the bottom part of your guys's cart uh then next up is going to be hish yeah uh so i'm still in the cart <laughs> yeah and this biggin just walked over and began to move it so i'd like to um walk to the back of the cart where um that individual is picking it up and i'd like to take my scimitar and just okay. stab down at them sounds good Make right in the shoulder that's 17. that is just enough to hit roll for damage off eight damage okay sounds good and it uh um, this figure lets out a I... very deep as you stab into the fingers can i do a superiority dice move after i've rolled damage or do i have to do it before i roll damage uh it is after you've succeeded with an attack so if you would like to do a superiority die you can uh moving forward though do them before you find out if the creature drops or not though okay yeah that's it that's my only rule of superiority die other than that i don't fucking care use them get stabby okay. I'll, I'll save it till the next one okay sounds good uh, so then next up is going to be Albus and Jill. Mm, okay. Uh, so this dude is grabbing onto this cart about to, um, and trying to flip it over. Um, I think at this point, Jill's just gonna be like, oh, oh no. Uh, and I think she's going to hold out her hand um and it's going to like the back of it's going to glow like really brightly and uh i would like to use one of my what's the name of it uh i would like to use the headwinds feature that i have to cast gust of wind okay uh directly at this at this this big old boy <laughs> okay uh so that's a strength saving throw. <laughs> uh, they get a 19 on the strength save. Okay, well, that didn't do what I wanted to, but... um, So they don't get pushed back, but... You know, everything else that's in this line of wind that's 60 feet long and 10 feet wide may get blasted back. <laughs> Uh, you see the little kobold that was behind that had all the stuff on his back actually gets sent backwards uh, and he lands prone uh, on his back but as he does you hear a crunching noise followed by a tiny oh no um, yeah I, that's that's all I can do at the moment okay so then next up, Albus. 
Uh, does anybody look particularly unhurt? Uh, particularly unhurt is the Cobalt, who hasn't taken any damage but got knocked back. The Half-Elf that has, uh, that has the bow drawn and the small gnomish-looking individual. Okay. He just seems to kind of just be, like, chattering to himself. Like, he's, like, aggressively grinding his teeth looking at you. This The gnome? The gnome-looking fellow, yes. This... Okay. Okay. I'm gonna make an attack at him. First off, Omen, take some galaxy brain. Well, I'm gonna attack the gnome. Does a 13 hit? A 13 just hits. Roll for damage. Okay. So what you see is uh, is Alvish just sort of like bring his arm back, and as he like brings it back forward toward the stone, this like sort of spectral uh. A spectral tentacle uh, reaches uh, toward this uh, gnome and wraps around it. Uh, the spell I have cast is Ray of Sickness at second level. Uh, and sorry, I should have said it was at second level before I uh, before he said it hit. Um, I would like him to take 11 points of necrotic damage. So sorry, poison damage. Your beam goes out uh and this tentacle just lashes around this individual uh and kind of wraps him up very quickly and you see that that necrotic uh necrotic energy right or were you doing poison poison uh that poison energy you watch just sort like forcibly seeps its way into this individual whose face then goes from a gray to a very deep purple and his cheeks kind of puff up a bit just... <laughs> And he collapses down onto the ground, no longer moving. Okay. Uh, so, so he does not have to make a constitution saving throw since he is no. dead. He's super dead. Uh, so uh, next up is going to be, well, it would have been that guy. Uh, but he is no more. Uh, you see that the scout actually looking at you, Albus, adjusts a eyeglass that they are wearing on uh, on their face and just sort of twists it a little bit looking at you. And then their face goes white uh, and you see them mutter a phrase under their breath. Uh, the rest of you can actually make a perception check to try and read this individual's lips if you would like. 13. 22. 19. So Hish and Jill, both of you see this individual mouth the word Aboleth to itself as it just looks at Albus after kind of skewing its eyeglass and then pulls back with an arrow and is going to try and shoot at you, Albus. And it's going to use a longbow. That's a four on the die, so that's not going to hit against you. Uh, okay. And then the second attack is going to be a 15. I would like to use a reaction. Okay. I would like to cast the spell shield. 
<laughs> okay. So this arrow is Monty Classing was a great option, guys. <laughs> Alright, so what does your shield look like? Are you just kind of like standing there and uh, then so, it... so that same uh that same tentacle that reached around it, uh he weighs his hand again and uh this spectral tentacle just sort of like swats the arrow away. Okay. Tentacle mug. I like it. Uh so that was it for his turn, and you see uh this kobold uh is going to scrabble away from the spot where he was at as you see there's this mound of centipedes that are currently underneath him that just sort of seem to be writhing a little bit and he does and he just had him in a box he doesn't he, he doesn't know how to control them at all uh but then looking at your group he reaches into uh he reaches into the large bag that he has on his back and pulls out a small vial and actually throws it towards you, Hish. So, uh, that is going to be a 11 to hit. Yep. All right. Didn't you pick up armor on the ship? No. Uh, I had a scene where I yeah. gave you armor. In On the ship, we you had looted chain mail off of somebody. It was uh, oh, while you were I still absent. But yes, so you have chain mail. Listen, I'll put that in later. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so, I think yeah. Chainmail has like a base AC of 16. Yeah, so Chainmail, uh, if you were wearing your Chainmail, this would not hit you. But if you would not, if you don't want to be wearing your Chainmail, I'm not going to make you. I'll be wearing my Chainmail next time. <laughs> okay. So you are going to be taking uh, two points of fire damage uh, as... Uh, this bottle hits against you and actually just erupts in flames, catching your clothing on fire. Uh, and it seems no. like as you are trying to bat it out, it seems almost like it is more of like a sticky tar, where as you're trying to bat it away, it is just kind of scooching down the rest of your clothing. Uh, it is getting dangerously close to your fancy new green coat, uh, cloak that you had just received from Viari. Uh, next up is the top of the round with the who man uh that was near you albus and uh Ullman, you have just smashed his face in with a baseball bat so he is going to try and smash yours uh that is an eight to hit and then that is an 11 so he does neither of the things that he wanted to uh then next up is you Ullman. uh i just whip back around and bring the, the the bat around the other side of his head <laughs> okay make an attack roll 20 oh yeah 30. that'll hit roll for damage and is this subdual or are you just looking to this is subdual okay Fifteen. Okay, so 15 with Subdual. You crack the other side of his head with your bat, and again, you hear that crunching sound of teeth breaking. Uh, and as he kind of like rolls back, just uh, you see that he only has his bottom front teeth and his bottom and his uh, front top teeth as well, giving him almost like a beaver kind of mouth, uh, as the rest of his teeth seem to have broken, and he just rears back and falls down onto the ground, no longer moving. 
then next up is going to be this very, very large dwarf who is going to look at you, Hish, uh, and rears back with this very, uh, it looks like a sword, but in his, uh, in this creature's hands now, it looks more like a dagger, and they are going to try and stab down towards you. So, that is a 19 to hit? I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right, and then that is going to be for 14 points of piercing damage. Fun, fun, fun. All right, and that is it for its turn. It just, uh, it switched from trying to lift this cart to then just attacking the people in it, seeing as how two of its friends have gone down. Uh, then next up is going to be Hish. Um, I would like to... I'd like to hit the same guy. Okay. With my scimitar. That is a nine plus seven. I'm bad at math. Uh, that's a 16. That's exactly what you needed. Yes. Yay. And I'd like to use a superiority die to do a... Where is it? It's my first time doing this do a distracting strike um so i think hish is actually jumping off of the cart not like at any particularly not anything particularly fancy but like jumping and trying to get his attention as he's slashing across Mm -hmm. um this giant dwarf yeah and trying to keep his focus on him and getting like his back turned towards everybody else okay um and that gives whoever hits him next um advantage before the start of my next you are also going to be taking two more points of fire damage as, again, your clothes have this more of like sticky tar fire on them. We'll get to that. 13 uh, damage. Okay. Sounds good. So yeah, this creature lets out a yelp as you strike out against it, uh, having suffered the damage. Wait a I have to roll my superiority die, which is one. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, then next up is Jill. Uh, okay. Uh, she's going to be like, uh, sorry, Hish, just hopefully don't, just hold still for this. Uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to turn the gust of wind to where it's facing Hish. So it'll blow out the fire. You just gotta make a strength saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I know the law. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Fuck. Wait, saving throw? Yeah. 13. You're solid. Okay, so you, you don't get pushed back and your fire gets extinguished. Nice. Uh, but with my action, while this uh, big dwarf's back is turned, I would like to like, like I think one hand is like, like the shiny hand is redirecting the gust of wind, but the other hand is gonna like, uh, start to like, bubble and burn with necrotic energy as I reach out with uh, and inflict wounds. Okay. Who dies? Cause advantage. Uh, let's see. 22? 22 will hit. Roll for damage. Sweet, sweet. 
Um, what is like the damage? Like 3d8 or some shit like that? 3d10? <laughs> B- big boy damage? Uh, How many see. times did you kill Albus with that? Three? <laughs> if you rolled max, it'd be a dead Albus three times. <laughs> um, Did not roll enough to kill... Well, actually... Oh yeah, that's 12 points in necrotic damage. That is exactly enough. So Oh. So what uh so you reach out with your necrotic hand uh and as you like touch against his back, where are you like where are you putting the pats on? Oh, uh, I mean this this dude's like 9 feet tall. I guess wherever I could reach. <laughs> Just slap some dwarf cheeks. It's a big, like, his his ass is definitely, like, the most reachable, large thing that you can see. So, with this necrotic slap, his back just goes rigid while facing against you, Hish. And you watch as just these dark necrotic lines shoot up his neck and then kind of wrap under the chin and just... Uh, as this figure falls and drops to the side. Uh... The kobold is able to scramble out of the way just in time as this large body tumbles to the ground. And then as it lays there in the dirt, you see it begin to shrink down back into a more regular dwarf size. Albus, what would you like to do? I'm going to look at the scout, who I need to make a wisdom save. Okay. Uh, The scout got a... 18 on their wisdom well she's a duty head but uh sorry i did it again uh distant whispers at second level okay um eight 13 half uh 13 half to six points of psychic damage all right uh and this creature just kind of like grabs at their uh this figure grabs at her head uh while you cast these dissonant whispers you do not have no it. secrets were not meant for you okay uh then next up is fear. this figure and they are going to look at you and just shake their head uh and they are going to try and take uh another shot at you with their longbow that is a uh, that is a seven to hit, so that's not going to be the case. And then a eleven. Okay, neither of those hit. Okay. Uh, and you see them kind of turn, and they are going to try and start running away, uh, seeing as how this is going poorly for them. Uh, so then next up are. Uh, the the kobold is kind of like reaching into his bag as you watch this mound of centipedes actually crawl towards him uh the same bugs that he had broken open when he had fallen on his back and they are going to be attacking him uh and they succeed uh so you watch as these centipedes just start crawling onto this kobold and it begins to shriek loudly uh, and it says, Cap no like! Cap no like! As it's just trying to like bat these centipedes away from it. Uh, and it takes seven points of damage. So then it is 
his turn and he is going to pull out a dagger and just start trying to stab the centipedes off of himself uh and is able to do so not all of them but he does get a pretty good number of them on the edge of his dagger uh so that is that creature's turn so then next up is going to be olman at the top of the round i quickly pull my dagger from my belt and i i look at the one who's running and i'm like when you're beaten you're supposed to give up and i want to chuck it at like the back of his thigh okay yeah i'll say that you're within throwing distance of this make an attack Uh, 21? Yeah, that'll hit. Roll for damage. Doesn't have sneak attack, correct? Uh, with your swashbuckler, is that when you're engaged with somebody? When we yeah. are engaged... I don't think I get that till next level swashbuckler, though, because I can't find it on my page. Yeah, I think it's like whenever you are engaged with someone by yourself. Got so, it. Yeah, so you would... I think, you have I think to it would be melee. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're just going to get the regular damage off of a throwing dagger on this one. That'll be seven. Okay, uh, that is actually enough. They were very low after Albus's mental assault. So as the dagger sinks into their thigh, uh, they collapse down onto the ground. Uh, were you doing subdual damage yet again? If possible, yeah. Okay, yeah, no totally available uh so as the blade sinks into the back of their thigh they just collapse down onto the ground no longer capable of moving uh and they just seem to be uh just kind of like trying to crawl away but to no real avail uh, and i want to point at the kobold and say surrender the kobold is currently just screaming stabbing at bugs on itself yeah close enough all right, so next up is Hish. As a free action, can I just walk up and slap the kobold across the face? I'll say yes. <clears throat> okay, I'd like to slap him across the face um, and kind of grab his collar a little bit and say, I'm going to give you one chance to take off all of your things leave them here or my friend is going to kick your ass i'd like to intimidate him make an intimidation check with advantage which friend <laughs> all of them vaguely pointing towards behind <laughs> chrysanthemum <laughs> oh, i got 215. okay uh, uh plus three all right, so yeah, he seems plenty terrified of you, and like he will most likely be following uh, your course of action on his turn. Next up is Jill and Albus. Uh, I think seeing most of the trouble taken care of at this point, Jill will hop out of the cart, uh, go over to Albus, and just like place a hand on his shoulder and. Dump a cure wounds into old boy. Okay. Well, it's about time you <laughs> Let me do other things besides heal you. <laughs> That's this is I got eleven hit points, which is more than you need. <laughs> 
Uh, I want to investigate the scout. Okay. And, and see what their monocle was. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so I think with that, we will do the investigation uh, and the follow-up of all of this next week. Uh, as on the Cobalt's turn... He just sort of like shrinks into himself and slips out of the gear that he was wearing down onto the ground, looks up at you, Hish, and just bolts into the woods. And that is the last that you guys will probably see of uh, Kyarp the Kobold. Uh, are, are we not killing him? He was running. Hish I said to run. Can I knock him out? Yeah, you can totally knock him out. My understanding was they wanted these people. Omen's understanding was they wanted these people. I think they so, wanted the stuff. That's probably what they wanted, but Omen thinks he, they want the people, so he's going to bring them back for their just desserts. All right, so <laughs> you guys, uh, we will start off next round with you guys having three hostages and Albus going to inspect what the deal with this scout was. But with that, I would like to say thank you guys for coming out and playing this game. I love Salt Marsh. I love Salt Marsh so much. This is going to be a great session. Thank you to all of these wonderful players. Thank you to everybody who decided to stop by. I always like seeing new people. And thank you to M3J3M5 for the follow. If that spells out something like Majims, like if you're using Leet Speak, tell me how to pronounce it. I don't know what this is. Uh, but with that, let's do our sign off. So Dinga, where can we find you? What do you do? You can find me on Twitter at where's my dingus. Um, I do a lot of, uh, tabletop RPGs all over the internet, mostly on Katie's channel at twitch.tv slash Katie face. Um, so Mondays and Tuesdays, I am there playing Monster of the Week and Masks. Wednesdays, I will also be occasionally on twitch.tv slash Katyface, K-A-T-Y-F-A-I-S-E, because it sounds like a different spelling. But um, I will also be there occasionally on Wednesdays. She's running a Summer of Spooks, which is a bunch of one-shots, um, all very horror and spooky and great. Um, so she's that's going on right now. Thursdays I am here and then Fridays you can find me on twitch.tv slash off underscore the table for um, Urban Shadows San Guajona the Claiming which is, is some very good cowboy Urban Shadows awesome excellent and Reeves where can we find you what do you do uh, you can find me at my house most of the time uh, also at work oh wait hold on sorry uh, you can find me at Twitter <laughs> at Reevesbot <laughs> Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at the same name, also as Reeves underscore bot. Uh, I'm here on Thursdays playing in this game. Otherwise, I use a stream as an excuse to schedule social time with my friends because it makes it easier to hang out with them. On Wednesdays, I am trying to play through my entire Steam library, which will take me years, three games at a time, an hour each, with a, a rotating host who chooses all three for me. Uh, and then on Sundays, I'm currently doing a, a uh, Divinity 2 playthrough with some friends of mine. Nice. Cyber, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, I'm Cyber. I, I am a, I'm a ship poster on Twitter at CyberWolf1201. Uh, you, can, you can see me tweet awful, awful things. Uh, and sometimes you can see whenever I, uh, I tweet whenever I go live. 
on twitch.tv slash cyberwolf travel one uh this saturday i have to remove my stream up a couple of hours for social accommodations uh but i'll be not uh finding out any lore no lore just baba we will be playing baba is you and i'll be i'll be baba is you and you and you too uh baba is all of us there is no lore there is only baba uh, but it's, it's going to be a good time. It, it It's a real cute game. I'm, I'm real excited to play it. Uh, and uh, yeah, the the uh, the archives of that go up to a YouTube channel. It has a very garbledy gook URL right now. Uh, so consider consider going to that to that Twitch and and finding that YouTube's and subscribing so I can get a better URL. Um, you can also find a podcast that Kyle with an end I do there called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, talk about the RPGs uh, that we've been playing in, and some other stuff, do a little bit of parkour, and uh, yeah, we talk about stuff. Just upload another episode Tuesday, two days ago, uh, where we talked about the, the, the Descent stream. I know it was a while ago. It just took me a long time to edit. Uh, but for RPG stuff, like the game that you saw today, you could find me here today on Thursdays. Congratulations, you found it. But you can also find me here on Mondays where I play Arshon, the Dragonborn Blood Hunter slash Cleric. It's a good time. Yes. But yeah, that's me. All right, and Kylan, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi everyone, I am Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle with an N. Uh, you can see me stream on Twitch. Right now I'm playing through Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Uh, having a lovely time of it. Um, and to see when I go live on that Twitch, you can follow me on Twitter under the same name. Um, let's see, other things I am in currently. Monday nights, 8.30pm uh, EST. I'm over on Katie Face's channel at Dingo playing Monster of the Week. Um, I'll also be in Summer of Spooks a few days, so you'll hear about that closer to time. Um, and that's about it for me right now, actually. Um, so, listen to the new episode of Let's Talk About It. You can find it on YouTube, or you can find it through anchor.fm and iTunes and all the other podcasty bits. So, um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yes. And if you have made it here this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, buddy, how's it going? It's me, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, that is when we do all of our streams. We have a homebrew game on Mondays. We have our Curse of Strahd game on Tuesdays. My character is growing horns, and I don't know why, and I'm scared, but I'm so excited. Wednesdays, we have our One-Shot Wednesdays, which I am in the process of rescoping a little bit, because I know that everybody loves doing one-shots, but themes would probably help people if also, we did, like, a spooky month, or if we had a month where it was solely games where you played as, like, animals or something, so that way we could play games like Mouse Guard, Humblewood, looking at you, power outage, because we could be animals there, I'm not gonna judge, 
and just do one shots kind of based on a general theme that we could decide upon as the community and then Thursdays that's this game that's Ghosts of Saltmarsh which I am very excited week after week to be able to play um, with that we also have a Patreon setup for our after show called Knights in the Courtyard. So if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can go and check us out there as well as gain access to our Discord server, which uh, you don't have to go to Patreon in order to do that. If you just go to this Discord link in the chat below. Uh, with that, that is our show. So I'd like to say again, thank you to all these wonderful players for making the time commitment to play this awesome game every week. And thank you to all of you people who decided to stop by and enjoy the show because that means a hell of a lot. And we will see you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! I need to hit the button!